Strike absorbed the impact, heard the high-pitched scream, and reacted instinctively. Throwing out a long arm, he seized a fistful of cloth and flesh. A second shriek of pain echoed around the stone walls, and then, with a wrench and a tussle, he had succeeded in dragging the girl back onto firm ground. Her shrieks were still echoing off the walls, and he realised that he himself had bellowed, Jesus Christ! The girl was doubled up in pain against the office door, whimpering. Judging by the lopsided way she was hunched, with one hand buried deep under the lapel of her coat, Strike deduced that he had saved her by grabbing a substantial part of her left breast. A thick, wavy curtain of bright blonde hair hid most of the girl's blushing face, but Strike could see tears of pain leaking out of one uncovered eye. Fuck! Sorry! His loud voice reverberated around the stairwell. I didn't see you. Didn't expect anyone to be there. From under their feet, the strange and solitary graphic designer who inhabited the office below yelled, What's happening up there? And a second later, a muffled complaint from above indicated that the manager of the bar downstairs, who slept in an attic flat over Strike's office, had also been disturbed, perhaps woken by the noise. Come in here. Strike pushed open the door with his fingertips, so as to have no accidental contact with her while she stood huddled against it, and ushered her into the office. Is everything all right? called the graphic designer querulously. Strike slammed the office door behind him. I'm okay, lied Robin, in a quavering voice, still hunched over with her hand on her chest, her back to him. After a second or two, she straightened up and turned around, her face scarlet and her eyes still wet. Her accidental assailant was massive. His height, his general hairiness, coupled with a gently expanding belly, suggested a grizzly bear. One of his eyes was puffy and bruised, the skin just below the eyebrow cut. Congealing blood sat in raised white-edged nail tracks on his left cheek and the right side of his thick neck, revealed by the crumpled open collar of his shirt. Are you, m- Mr. Strike? Yeah. I, I'm the temp. The what? The temp from Temporary Solutions. The name of the agency did not wipe the incredulous look from his battered face. They stared at each other, unnerved and antagonistic. Just like Robin, Cormoran Strike knew that he would forever remember the last twelve hours as an epoch-changing night in his life. Now, it seemed, the fates had sent an emissary in a neat beige trench coat to taunt him with the fact that his life was bubbling towards catastrophe. There was not supposed to be a temp. He had intended his dismissal of Robin's predecessor to end his contract. How long have they sent you for? Uh, a week to begin with, said Robin, who had never been greeted with such a lack of enthusiasm. Strike made a rapid mental calculation. A week at the agency's exorbitant rate would drive his overdraft yet further into the region of irreparable. It might even be the final straw his main creditor kept implying he was waiting for. Excuse me a moment. He left the room via the glass door and turned immediately right into a tiny, dank toilet. Here he bolted the door and stared into the cracked, spotted mirror over the sink. The reflection staring back at him was not handsome.
Strike had the high, bulging forehead, broad nose and thick brows of a young Beethoven who had taken to boxing, an impression only heightened by the swelling and blackening eye. His thick, curly hair, springy as carpet, had ensured that his many youthful nicknames had included Pubehead. He looked older than his thirty-five years. Ramming the plug into the hole, he filled the cracked and grubby sink with cold water, took a deep breath, and completely submerged his throbbing head. Displaced water slopped over his shoes, but he ignored it for the relief of ten seconds of icy, blind stillness. Disparate images of the previous night flickered through his mind, emptying three drawers of possession.